0: That there are conditions to faith. For today I will only give you just a little, a few of them. But the first condition. Is that if you will have faith. You must lose sight. Of self. You cannot have faith as little as a mustard seed as long as all your eyes are on your efforts. As long as your eyes are on your network. As long as your eyes are on your strengths. As long as your eyes are on everything that you as a person can do. You cannot have faith for as long as your eyes are on yourself. I know you're familiar with this scripture, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And the Lord says, It is not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit. And then the same Lord says in John 6, 6 3. Project for us John 6, 6 to 3. And the Lord is clear. He says it is the spirit who gives life then he adds the part that you need to consider the most is that the flesh the flesh the flesh profits nothing you cannot have faith for as long as all your eyes are on you it's not possible because there are conditions to faith And one of them requires that you put no trust. You completely remove your eyes. Take your eyes completely, 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 completely from the flesh and what you can achieve in the flesh and what you can do with yourself and what network you have, what connections you have, everything about you. For as long as the flesh and your eyes are still on the flesh, they will still be a body in the living room. The second condition is that you must consider the Lord in all things. Psalms 121 from verse 1 to verse 8. You must consider the Lord in all things. The first step I told you is that Lose sight of self. But the second step is very critical. Is that you must consider. The Lord. In all things. And what does David say? He said, oh Lord. No, I said 121. Not one. Not 21, please. 121. Consider. Consider. The lord but how do you consider someone now usually when you every one of us has got people that we hold in high regard every one of us and we consider their opinion we consider their advice we consider everything that they say when they speak it's a done deal we take it it is gospel truth when the person speaks that's it it's something with the lord that if you will have faith you have to be able to consider the Lord in all things, not some things, but in all things. David sings and says, and I will lift up my eyes to the hills. And from whence comes my help? He says, from whence comes my help. A body is in the living room, but from whence comes my help? A door has been closed, but from where does my help come from? And yes, I've failed and failed and failed again. But from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Who made the heaven and the earth. And he will not allow your foot to be moved. And he who keeps you will not slumber. My God. And he who keeps israel shall neither slumber nor sleep and the lord is your keeper and yes there is a body but the lord is your keeper yes there is sickness and there's a doctor's report but the lord is your keeper the lord is your keeper and the lord is your shade at your right hand and then he adds a promise Says, and the sun shall not strike you by day, and now the moon by the night, and the Lord shall preserve you from all evil, and he shall preserve your soul, and the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore, if only you will consider the Lord. Thus says the Lord to you. That is the second step. The second condition to faith. The third condition sounds like the first one, but it's not. It says, put no confidence in the flesh. The third condition is, put no confidence in the flesh. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 4. Philippians 3 from verse 1 to 4. And finally, my brethren, yes, if you are going to have faith, for me to write the same things to you is not the tedious but for your sake. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the multi mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And have no confidence in the flesh. But what does it mean not to have confidence in the flesh? It simply means you just Cannot trust man, you can't think of having faith in God as little as a mustard seed, and yet you still trust man, and yet the Bible says, Then have no confidence in the flesh. It doesn't matter if man is the one that bails you out financially and can give you a billion dollars, don't you put your confidence in the flesh. And though I also may have confidence in the flesh. And if anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so have it. What Paul is saying, you cannot have confidence in the flesh and expect to believe the Lord at the same time. Is that possible? And the second step, the fourth fourth step. Psalms 118 verse 6. The fourth step, the fourth condition to having faith is that you must fear nothing. A body is dead in the living room and the Lord says, don't be afraid. Fear nothing. That's the first fourth condition. Psalms 118 verse 6. Psalms 118 verse 6. I hope you're noting this down carefully. And the Lord is on my side. And I will not fear. And what can man do to me? Have you imagined that? May the Lord be on your side. What is what is man anyway? What is man? You cannot have faith in God when there is fear buried deep in your heart. The fear of man. The fear of losing. Oh, let me tell you one more. Let me give you one more reason why you must not fear man. Isaiah 52 verse 12. Write it down carefully. Isaiah 52 verse 12. And you hear what the Lord says. For you shall not go out with haste nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Behold my servant shall deal prudently. Now go back to the previous one. For the Lord your God shall go. Just hold on. Let me just correct that scripture. Isaiah, Isaiah 51. Sorry. Isaiah 51 verse 12. Isaiah 51 verse 12. And it says, I, even I, I am he who comforts you. Now, this is God talking to you about man. And who are you that you should be afraid? Is that a scripture in your Bible somewhere? Can you see it on the screen somewhere? Are you afraid of a man? And what does the Lord say? He said, if I, even I I am he who comforts you, and who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die? Why are you afraid of a man who will die? And of a son of man who is like grass? So tell me, who are you afraid of? You cannot have faith in God if you're afraid of a man who the Lord God Almighty has promised you that the man will die. Is that in scripture? So, I want to read it for you so that you, it rings in your spirit. It says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. And who are you? The Lord is asking you that who are you? That you should be afraid of a man who will die anyway so who is this big person you are afraid of who is this one in little suits you are afraid of and the lord says you are afraid of a man who will die and who is made and the lord just listen to the lord And the son of man who Will be made like grass And yet You are afraid of that man's report Who says that you've got six weeks to die And the Lord is saying But who are you a man That you should be afraid of a man Who will die You cannot have faith Child of God and Listen carefully you cannot have faith as long as you're still afraid of a man who the Lord says will die you cannot have faith as long as you're still afraid of a man who God says is made to be like grass the man in little suits and the Lord says You are afraid of a man. You are afraid of a man. And you forget the Lord your maker. Who stretched out the heavens. And laid the foundations of the earth. And you have feared. Continually every day. Because of the fury of the oppressor. When he has prepared to destroy you. And the Lord is saying. Why are you afraid. Of a man. You cannot have faith. As long as you're afraid of a man in little suits. And the last step I'll give you for today, you will discover the rest. The last step is that you must know your God. Let me tell you something about the children of the world. There is a certain confidence a person who frequently goes to which doctor has. They possess an uncommon confidence. Have you noticed that? There's the way they walk around like turkeys. Do you know why? Because their confidence is in something. It could be in their belt. It could be in the shoe it could be in the hair it could be in their wallet it could be in the pocket it could be tied in the underwear so when they walk around they feel like little gods in little suits because their confidence is somewhere if you haven't seen them me i have when you are little I know all of you played this game with boys in the village, and you want to threaten them that you're powerful. So you draw a line in the middle, and you say, Cross this line if you're a man. Meanwhile, in your heart, you're praying, I wish he doesn't cross it. (laughs) But you drew the line, and you say, I dare you just cross that line. Meanwhile, you're breathing threats, but in your heart, You're praying every manner of prayer. You're saying, Lord, help me. Let him not cross the line. Let him just not cross the line. Let him not just cross the line. Because should the guy cross the line like this, two things will happen. Either you'll be on your knees saying, look, I was joking. Or you'll run as fast as your feet can carry you. It's the same with the people who trust in the power of darkness. There is a confidence they have. They speak with such authority and disrespect. You may think that they own the moon and they have shares in it. You may think they don't go to the washroom at all. They way they walk and talk. And they say, for me, they can't manage me. Hmm, they want somebody that they can't. And yet, the children of the Most High God don't know just how powerful their God is. We don't go to any place. The most timid people are the born again. We hide our heads. You know, we like to do the ostrich thing. You know what the ostrich does? The ostrich, when trouble comes, it says, Oh my god, oh my god, there's trouble. It gets the head, buries the head in the sand. But the head is the smallest, but it buries the head in the sun, and then leaves the whole body for the lions to eat it. But the head is safe in the sun. That's our bone against the health. And yet, if this ostrich began running. The Bible says not even the fastest horse rider can catch it. But the horse prefers that there is trouble. Oh my God, now there is trouble. The horse prefers to get his little tiny head and bury it in the sun and says, oh, thank God I've hidden. Now I'm really safe. But it's just the head which is in the sun. So the lion will come and eat the body and leave the head. Did you know that an ostrich, the brain of an ostrich, is smaller than its eye? That's just how God denied it wisdom. The brain is that little. But do you have any idea how fast and how swift the ostrich is? Did you know that it's only the female that lay the eggs? That is the job of the man to make sure that they hatch. Ostrich. Wisdom. Zero. And the Lord himself denied it. Wisdom. The ostrich does not know just how much strength it has. The born again, the children of God, we don't know just how powerful our God is. We don't even know that. So when we see one or two guys doing witchcraft in the office, we are quick to make our allegiance to them, lest they take it to the shrine. But you are born again, and yet the Bible says, Daniel eleven thirty-two: The people who know their God, who know their God, who know their God, know their God shall be strong, and they will do exploits. That means you cannot assume faith until you know your God. If the people of the kingdom of darkness, imagine a witch doctor gives you something as little as a leaf. He might even have picked it from his backyard and tells you, this leaf, put it in your wallet. No bullet will catch you. Nothing will ever happen to you. Now you'll see the guy swelling like a turkey, but he has got a leaf. But the leaf is even as little, smaller than the leaf of a pin. But he's been given a leaf. Now, his he entire confidence is in the leaf. And he knows no one can touch me. And he can do things arrogantly in little suits because there's a small leaf in his wallet. Check the handbags. A lot of powders in there. Some, it's even partial. But because they got it from the shrine, they believe that if my wish, if my doctor said it works, it will work. But the guy could have just mixed for you a little portion, ground some rice, and mixed it a bit, so you're walking around with some white powder, and it's just portion. But you see, because they know the person behind it, they've got confidence. It's the same thing the people who know their god shall be strong and they shall do exploits now now i've only given you just a few of those conditions you just must have practice it for yourself and you'll discover that your faith will grow and you begin to grow from faith to faith from faith to faith sometimes i wonder what was really going on in david's head now he is goliath now this man has been in the army for 40 years plus and he's a soldier he's a giant and one man alone for over 40 years has terrorized the children of israel one man one man and here comes a little shepherd boy my God, a tiny little shepherd boy, and the whole army runs from Goliath, and the little boy comes and says, "Let's read these words. Let's read the words they say." First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-two. I'll end with that. First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-two. I just, I want you to listen to the words, the words of this young man. goliath talk about people who know their god talk about them then david say to saul now listen if this is not faith if this is not a person who knows this god i don't know what that is now this is a young boy from the village a young boy from the village and this is what he says to the king he even could have been from kumi or somewhere but this is what says the king and then this is what he said to the king. He said, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now listen to what the king says. And Saul so said, No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you are only a boy. And he is a man of war from his youth. And listen to what the boy said your servant is used to keeping his father's sheep and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth when it arose against me I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it now your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living god this young man knew the lord and moreover david said the lord who delivered me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear he will deliver me from the hand of this philistine and so said to david go and the lord be with you there was nothing else for him to say so saul clothed david with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail now remember now all of this is the flesh if you notice all of this is the flesh and david fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested and david said to saul "Well, i cannot walk with these things it's the same way there's no way you can walk with you cannot walk with flesh it's impossible the boy said "Well, I, I i can't walk you put on me a spear a helmet and." But you didn't fight bears and lions with, with helmets and javelins and all the things. Then all of a sudden you want to assume flesh when God has been your deliverer in the wilderness. He says, for I have not tested them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag and in the porch which he had. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David and the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked down about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog? Did you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cast David by his gods. By his gods. That's the word I wanted you to note. He cast David by his gods gods the people who know their god goliath knew his god david knew his god there is reason why the israelites could not come and fight goliath is because goliath bent and was aligned to a god the israelites were not aligned to god it took god to bring a young boy who was aligned to him because the battle between goliath and the israelites was not a battle between flesh and blood it was a battle between the realm of the spirit the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light That's what it was about. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to him, Now listen to this young man. My God, may God bring you to that point where you know him for who he is. And David said, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with the javelin but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied he said I come in the name of the Lord the people who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits so what how big is the army are they coming with javelin and everything you go to them In the name of the Lord, your God. And when there is a border in the living room, don't you panic? Only believe. May God bless you all. Think That there are conditions to faith. For today, I will only give you just a little. A few of them but the first condition is that if you will have faith you must lose sight of self you cannot have faith as little as a mustard seed as long as all your eyes and our your efforts, as long as your eyes are on your network, as long as your eyes are on your strength, as long as your eyes are on everything that you as a person can do, you cannot have faith for as long as your eyes are on yourself. I know you're familiar with this scripture, Zechariah 4, verse 6. And the Lord says, It is not by power, nor by might, by my spirit and then the same Lord says in John 6 6 to 3 project for us John 6 6 to 3 and the Lord is clear he says it is the spirit who gives life then he adds the part that you need to consider the most is that the flesh the flesh the flesh profits nothing. You cannot have faith. For as long as all your eyes are on you. It's not possible. Because there are conditions to faith. And one of them requires that you put no trust. You completely remove your eyes. Take your eyes completely. Completely. Completely completely, completely from the flesh and what you can achieve in the flesh and what you can do with yourself and what network you have, what connections you have, everything about you. For as long as the flesh and your eyes are still on the flesh, they will still be a body in the living room. The second condition is that you must consider the Lord in all things. Psalms 121 from verse 1 to verse 8. You must consider the Lord in all things. The first step I told you is that lose sight of self. But the second step is very critical. Is that you must Consider the Lord in all things. And what does David say? He said, Oh Lord! No, I said 121. Not one. Not 21, please. 121. Consider the Lord. But how do you consider someone? Now usually when you, every one of us has got people that we hold in high regard. Every one of us. And we consider their opinion, we consider their advice, we consider everything that they say when they speak. It's a done deal. We take it, it's gospel truth. When the person speaks, that's it. It's the same thing with the Lord. That if you will have faith, you have to be able to consider the Lord in all things, not some things, but in all things. David sings and says, and I will lift up my eyes to the hills. And from whence comes my help? says, from whence comes my help? A body is in the living room, but from whence comes my help? A door has been closed, but from where does my help come from? And yes, I've failed and failed and failed again. But from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Who made the heaven and the earth. And he will not allow your foot to be moved. And he who keeps you will not slumber. My God. And he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. And the Lord is your keeper. And yes, there is a body, but the Lord is your keeper. Yes, there is sickness, and there's a doctor's report, but the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your keeper. And the Lord is your shade at your right hand. And then he adds a promise. He says, and the sun shall not strike you by day. And now the moon for the night. shall preserve you from all evil and he shall preserve your soul and the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore if only you will consider the Lord, thus says the Lord to you, that is the second step, the second condition to faith The third condition sounds like the first one, but it's not. It says, put no confidence in the flesh. The third condition is, put no confidence in the flesh. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 4. Philippians 3, from verse 1 to 4. And finally, my brethren, yes, if you are going to have faith, for me to write the same things to you is not the tedious, but for your sake. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the multi-mutilation. For we are the circumcision, who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh and have no confidence in the flesh but what does it mean not to have confidence in the flesh it simply means you just cannot trust man you can't think of having faith in God as little as a mustard seed and yet you still trust man and yet the bible says and have no confidence in the flesh it doesn't matter if man is the one that bails you out financially and can give you a billion dollars don't you put your confidence in the flesh And though I also may have confidence in the flesh, and if anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so have it. What Paul is saying, you cannot have confidence in the flesh and expect to believe the Lord at the same time. Is that possible? And the second step, the fourth, the fourth step, Psalms 118 verse 6, the fourth step, the fourth condition to having faith is that you must fear nothing. A body is dead in the living room and the Lord says, don't be afraid. Fear nothing. That's the first, fourth condition. Psalms 118 verse 6. Psalms 118 verse 6. I hope you're noting this down carefully. And the Lord is on my side. And I will not fear. And what can man do to me? Have you imagined that? May the Lord be on your side. What is what is man anyway? What is man? You cannot have faith in God when there is fear buried deep in your heart. The fear of man. The fear of losing. Oh, let me tell you one more. Let me give you one more reason why you must not fear man. Isaiah 52 verse 12. Write it down carefully. Isaiah 52 verse 12. And you hear what the Lord says. For you shall not go out with haste nor go by flight for the lord will go before you and the god of israel will be your rare god behold my servant shall deal prudently now go back to the previous one for the lord your god shall go just hold on let me just correct that scripture isaiah 51 sorry Isaiah 51 verse 12. Isaiah 51 verse 12. And it says, I, even I, I am he who comforts you. Now, this is God talking to you about man. And who are you that you should be afraid? Is that a scripture in your Bible somewhere? Can you see it on the screen somewhere? Are you afraid of a man? And what does the Lord say? He said, if I, even I I am he who comforts you and who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die? Why are you afraid of a man who will die? And of a son of man who is like grass? So tell me, who are you afraid of? You cannot have faith in God if you're afraid of a man who the Lord God Almighty has promised you that the man will die. Is that in scripture? So, I want to read it for you so that you it rings in your spirit. Said I, even I, am he who comforts you. And who are you? The Lord is asking you that who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die anyway. So, who is this big person you're afraid of? Who is this one in little suits you're afraid of? And the Lord says, You're afraid of a man who will die? And who is made? And the Lord, just listen to the Lord the son of man who will be made like grass and yet you are afraid of that man's report who says that you've got six weeks to die and the lord is saying but who are you a man that you should be afraid of a man who will die you cannot have faith child of god and listen carefully you cannot have faith as long as you're still afraid of a man who the Lord says will die. You cannot have faith as long as you're still afraid of a man who God says is made to be like grass. The man in little suits. And the Lord says, You are afraid of a man. You are afraid of a man. And you forget the Lord your maker. Who stretched out the heavens. And laid the foundations of the earth. And you have feared. Continually every day. Because of the fury of the oppressor. When he has prepared to destroy you. And the Lord is saying. Why are you afraid. Of a man. You cannot have faith as long as you're afraid of a man in little suits. And the last step I'll give you for today, you'll discover the rest. The last step is that you must know your God. Let me tell you something about the children of the world. There is a certain confidence. A person who frequently goes to which doctor has they possess an uncommon confidence. Have you noticed that? There's the way they walk around like turkeys. Do you know why? Because their confidence is in something. It could be in their belt, it could be in the shoe it could be in the hair it could be in their wallet it could be in the pocket it could be tied in the underwear so when they walk around they feel like little gods in little suits because their confidence is somewhere if you haven't seen them me i have when you are little I know all of you played this game with boys in the village, and you want to threaten them that you're powerful. So you draw a line in the middle, and you say, Cross this line if you're a man. Meanwhile, in your heart, you're praying, I wish he doesn't cross it. (laughs) But you drew the line, and you say, I dare you, just cross that line. Meanwhile, you're breathing threats, but in your heart, You're praying every manner of prayer. You're saying, Lord, help me. Let him not cross the line. Let him just not cross the line. Let him not just cross the line. Because should the guy cross the line like this, two things will happen. Either you'll be on your knees saying, look, I was joking. Or you'll run as fast as your feet can carry you. It's the same with the people who trust in the power of darkness. There is a confidence they have They speak with such authority and disrespect. You may think that they own the moon and they have shares in it. You may think they don't go to the washroom at all. They way to walk and talk. And they say, for me, they can't manage me. Hmm, they want somebody that they can't. And yet, The children of the Most High God don't know just how powerful their God is. We don't go to any place, the most timid people are the born again. We hide our heads. You know, we like to do the ostrich thing. You know what the ostrich does? The ostrich, when trouble comes, he says, "Oh my God, oh my God, there's trouble!" It gets the head, buries the head in the sand. But the head is the smallest. But it buries the head in the sand, and then leaves the whole body for the lions to eat it. But the head is safe in the sand. That's our bone against the head. And yet, if this ostrich began running. The Bible says, not even the fastest horse rider can catch it. But the horse prefers that there is trouble. Oh my God, now there is trouble. The horse prefers to get his little tiny head and bury it in the sun. And says, oh, thank God I've hidden. Now I'm really safe. But it's just the head which is in the sun. So the lion will come and eat the body and leave the head. Did you know that an ostrich the brain of an ostrich is smaller than its eye that's just how god denied it wisdom the brain is that little but do you have any idea how fast and how swift the ostrich is did you know that it's only the women female that lay the eggs that is the job of the man to make sure that they hatch Ostrich. Wisdom. Zero. And the Lord himself denied it. Wisdom. The ostrich does not know just how much strength it has. The born again. The children of God. We don't know just how powerful our God is. We don't even know that. So when we see one or two guys doing witchcraft in the office. We are quick. To make our allegiance to them lest they take it to the shrine but you are born again and yet the Bible says Daniel 1132 the people who know, God, who know their God who know their God who know their God shall be strong and they will do exploits. that means you cannot assume faith until you know your God. If the people of the kingdom of darkness, imagine a witch doctor gives you something as little as a leaf. He might even have picked it from his backyard and tells you this leaf, put it in your wallet. No bullet will catch you. Nothing will ever happen to you. Now you'll see the guy swelling like a turkey, but he has got a leaf. But the leaf is even as little, smaller than the leaf of a pin. But he's been given A leaf. Now, his entire confidence is in the leaf. And he knows no one can touch me. And he can do things arrogantly in little suits because there's a small leaf in his wallet. Check the handbags. A lot of powders in there. Some, it's even partial. But because they got it from the shrine, they believe that if my wish, if my doctor said it works, it will work. But the guy could have just mixed for you a little portion, ground some rice and mixed it a bit. So you're walking around with some white powder and it's just portion. But you see, because they know the person behind it, they've got confidence. It's the same thing. The people who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Now, now I've only given you just a few of those conditions you just must have. Practice it for yourself. And you'll discover that your faith will grow and you begin to grow from faith to faith. From faith to faith. Sometimes I wonder what was really going on in David's head. Now he is Goliath. Now this man has been in the army for 40 years plus. And he's a soldier. He's a giant. And one man alone for over 40 years has terrorized the children of Israel. One man. One man. And here comes a little shepherd boy. My God, a tiny little shepherd boy, and the whole army runs from Goliath, and the little boy comes and says, "Let's read these words. Let's read the words they say." First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-two. I'll end with that. First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse thirty-two. I just, I want you to listen to the words, the words of this young man. To goliath talk about people who know their god talk about them then david say to saul now listen if this is not faith if this is not a person who knows this god i don't know what that is now this is a young boy from the village a young boy from the village and this is what he says to the king he even could have been from kumi or somewhere but this is what says the king and then this is what he said to the king. He said, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now listen to what the king says. And Saul so said, No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you are only a boy. And he is a man of war from his youth. And listen to what the boy said. Your servant is used to keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. When it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Now your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living god this young man knew the lord and moreover david said the lord who delivered me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear he will deliver me from the hand of this philistine and Saul said to david go and the lord be with you there was nothing else for him to say so saul clothed david with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head and he also clothed him with a coat of mail now remember now all of this is the flesh if you notice all of this is the flesh and david fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested and david said to Saul, wait i cannot walk with these things it's the same way there's no way you can walk with you cannot walk with flesh it's impossible the boy said well I, I i can't walk you put on me a spear a helmet and but you didn't fight bears and lions with, with helmets and javelins and all the things. Then all of a sudden you want to assume flesh when God has been your deliverer in the wilderness. He says, for I have not tested them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag and in the porch which he had. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistines. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked down about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog? That you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cast David by his gods. By his gods. That's the word I wanted you to note. He cast David by his gods gods the people who know their god goliath knew his god david knew his god there is reason why the israelites could not come and fight goliath is because goliath bent and was aligned to a god the israelites were not aligned to god it took god to bring a young boy who was aligned to him because the battle between goliath and the israelites was not a battle between flesh and blood it was a battle between the realm of the spirit the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light That's what it was about. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to him, now listen to this young man. My God, may God bring you to that point where you know him for who he is. And David said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with the javelin but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. he said I come in the name of the Lord the people who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits so what how big is the army are they coming with javelin and everything you go to them in the name of the lord your god and when there is a border in the living room don't you panic only believe may god bless you all thank